They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is They're Coming to Get You. My name is Brent Terhune. My name is Gavin Eddings, and we back. We back out here after an extended break. Hopefully you had a fantastic holiday season. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. We hope you had a good one. And I'm going to say this. I missed you. Yeah, that's that's nice. Uh, let's get into the episode. <laughs> I was talking to the Barbaras. Yeah. I was talking to. I just. Uh, th- this is like the equivalent of like waving at somebody who's not waving at you. Yeah, and they're like, like, "Oh no, all right." No, yeah. no, I'm sorry. I'm waving. At, I'm waving at the Barbaras. I miss yeah. the Barbaras. I miss all our friends over on Patreon yeah. and the Barbaras who listen and leave reviews. I don't. Uh, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I missed you, but only if you miss me too. Yeah, have a great summer is what you put in my yearbook every year. Yeah, so don't, impersonal. Don't go turning the lights off and whispering the whole movie, <laughs> which we'll get to. Uh, we're on Patreon. You can join us. We we uh, have uh, evergreen bonus episodes that will only see the light of day over there. You can suggest movies for us to cover. You can suggest uh, topics for us to cover on those bonus episodes and just be an overall part of the community over there at Patreon. And we have a fun little community over there. We have yeah. a little chats. We talk about stuff. Uh, people do fan art of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, our good friend Mikey3D does fan art of us. Uh, Bailey also does fan art. It's, it's fun to see like people like us to a weird degree. And to a weird degree, I just mean that they like us enough to keep giving us money and like That's actually true. engage. Uh, Aaron, one of our Patreon subscribers, messaged me on Instagram. was like, when you guys come back, I miss the podcast. And I was like... I miss you guys too. Yeah, only, but only if you miss us. But only if you miss us. I hope you like this episode, please. <laughs> I hope you like this. Um, she also requested. She's like, you guys have been doing a lot of schlocky films lately. We did like Thanksgiving. We did Santa, Santa Slay. Slay, Jack Frost. Yeah. So she's like, could you do some more films? Films. And I said, I'm, I'm like pretty pretentious of you to say it that way, mm-hmm. but uh, so we said, well, let's do the most filmy film of all. And that's why we're talking this week about uh, Skin Marink. Also, patreon.com backslash they're coming to get you. We should probably give the link to where people sure, man. can subscribe. Yeah. Um, but we're talking about Skin Marink, a very divisive movie, I would say. If, if you could say anything about this movie that is true on both sides, it's divisive. Yeah, there's, listen, it's divisive on both sides. There's good people on both sides. <laughs> I think everybody here, the people who love it, the people who hate it, they're good people. They love it. They hate it. Both sides. But yeah, I uh, hadn't watched this movie. Then you texted me and you said, I think we got to talk about Skinamarink because on those 2023 year-end lists, right, Gavin? It was like, this is one of the most popular or best horror movies of the year. And you said, we got to talk about it. Uh, the Rolling Stone variety. Mm-hmm. Um, you're actually friends with, with I was variety. In yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so we we know how their taste is. Uh, but variety yeah. said <laughs> divisive. <laughs> <laughs> both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, variety and the Rolling Stone both said that Skinny Mar- Skinny was the best horror movie of 2023. And I said, what? What? You did a because Tim 20- Allen. I was like. What? Uh, by doing a Tim Allen, I did a bunch of cocaine and yelled at my <laughs> co-stars. 
Because 2023, would you agree, had some bangers Wait, for uh, horror? Megan saw 10. We had um, Scream 6, I think it was. Yeah, Scream 6, Evil Dead Rise, uh, When Evil Lurks is a great one over on Shudder. The um, Blackening. The Blackening, you had Talk to Me. Mm-hmm. Just a great year for horror. And for them to say, Skinnery is the best horror movie of the year. It is high praise. And praise that, spoiler, don't want to give too much away. Um, I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> well, I, I, do not, I do not like it. It made my worst movie on Gavin Loves Horror, uh, which has just been renamed to Gavin Hates Skinnamarink, I feel like. Gavin gets attacked not- by the internet. God, you make one joke about Skinnamarink, and people just came out of the woodwork, and just I I spent most of my Christmas fighting people about this movie I don't like. Well, and that's what I heard people loved it or people hated it, and I went into this genuinely. I want to like this. I mm-hmm. want to like this movie because why would I, you know, waste my time on something that I don't and that I'm not gonna like? And I, Gavin, I tried. I tried to like it. <laughs> I try. I I wanted to like it too because so I learned about Skinnamarink because all the Gen Zers on TikTok said, "Man, you got to watch this movie. It's called Skinnamarink. It's the scariest movie ever. It replicates waking in the night and like experiencing a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's so scary. It's so so scary." And I was like, "Oh shit, man, this might be scary." And I watched the trailer, and honest to God, the Skinnamarink trailer is one of the scariest trailers I've ever seen. The trailer's absolutely terrifying with the lo-fi footage and, like, in this house. Mm-hmm. In this house. Bruh. And this creepy voice and the shots. I was like, this movie looks genuinely terrifying. Mm-hmm. So when I finally watched it earlier, uh, early last year, I was like, Okay, well, when's this gonna get scary? Yeah, um, and it does have some. It does have some tension building moments that that will get to, but it is for me the biggest nothing burger of a movie I've ever seen. Well, we were. I don't want this because we had Halloween uh, ends, and we both were like, I didn't like it, and a lot of people like that too. And I don't want this to turn into, dear listener. A, a shit on Skinnamarink. We will have positives about it, but you you can no. Yeah. I think I I want to have positives too, and I don't want to just because nobody wants to hear people just shit. I on didn't something. like it. I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I think you can have a good discussion about it, but at the core, I feel like this is barely a movie. Well, and maybe it it lends itself to what you just said. Is the trailer was scary. And I feel like this movie was 100 minutes. I felt like it was 100 minutes too long. No. Uh, <laughs> maybe if this was capped at an hour, it had if it had that host run time, where it was maybe then I felt like it was, a, like you just said, a lot of nothing uh, f- f- and spread out. But- yeah. It's just, so for me, I watched it. I did not like it. You watched it and at I- home. I watched it at home. Okay, I put it in I. the dark. So do you remember when we watched Blair Witch way back on season one? Yeah. And we were both kind of like, well, maybe we didn't watch it under the ideal circumstances to find it scary. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe there's something we didn't do. So when we watched Blair Witch, I made sure to turn off all the lights, get pitch black, mm-hmm. uh, and, and watch it. And, we're, and we were both kind of like, 
I appreciate it. It's not particularly scary, but I can appreciate the story being told, even if it is mostly people screaming about a map in the woods mm-hmm. for 90 minutes. Skin of a Rink, I was like, maybe I didn't watch it under ideal circumstances the first time. So I've heard if you do drugs, it's scarier. So last week I had my wisdom teeth taken out. <laughs> And I had some painkillers they gave me. So I was like, well, I'm going to take some prescribed painkillers. What'd they give you? They gave me some hydrocodone. Oh, my man. You got any left? Come on, you got any left? (laughs) You got any left? You you want to split one? (laughs) Uh, By the way, it's important to say that, Gavin, you touch nothing like that. Unless the doctor's giving it to you, you don't do any of that, which is fine with me. Yeah, I'm 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 straight edge, but I will take prescription drugs because I had teeth ripped out of my head. Yeah, you uh, look so, small in there, chipmunk. Bro, not not now, you, but before you did. Before I was like, thanks, bro. Well, I, I'm I'm putting nuts in my mouth for the winter. Yeah, which and is, also because I like nuts in my mouth. Yeah, I was gonna say, how's that different than any other season? <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, son of a bitch. Got him. You got him. Got me. I love balls. <laughs> uh, but I I took so I took a hydrocodone prescribed for the pain. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to float through this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, this hurts more. This, this is somehow more painful than I watched it the first time. Because I knew what I was getting into, at least when I watched it the first time. Mm-hmm. There was a chance it was going to fuck me up and scare me and be this nightmare everybody else made it out to be. But going in the second time, even on a painkiller, I was like, this is gonna be like it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything for me, and then I I did not enjoy it a second time. Uh, I feel like because I I went to Reddit because I and we took to Patreon to get some opinions on this, and I haven't even looked at those. You have, mm-hmm. but I wanted to get some other opinions. And the and the, the people that like this movie, what I'm gathering is it was a genuine feeling of dread, sustained dread. That and unpleasantness. They just didn't like the feeling of the movie, and yeah, and there were a lot of people that mentioned uh, that the theater had a ton of walkouts, <laughs> ton of walkouts. But then I also feel like maybe the theater is the best place to see it because I I try not to like if I'm watching for this podcast not be on the phone as you and I have called it the Alfred Hitchcock, yeah, <laughs> doing other things. But goddamn, yes. I was on the I, I just couldn't help but not watch this movie, and I yeah. know like it's God, it just was so many shots of nothing. It's so many shots of nothing, and that is where what it really comes down to. And I've seen so many like besides being on a painkiller, mm-hmm. I so I made a joke when I when I fought people on Twitter before Christmas. I made a joke and said, I don't know if people actually like this movie or if they just say they do to keep their pretentious film fan card. Mm-hmm. And then people came for me. And I fought people for two days. Like, what a fucking asshole thing to do. I had mm-hmm. only fan girls like, yelling at me. And I was like, what? What's happening? <laughs> what is happening? Why are you blocking me right now? Uh, Bailey, one of our Patreon subscribers, defended me and had one of those girls like fight her. And I was like, "Thanks, Bailey, for being a ride or die." <laughs> but uh, but also, what what the fuck is happening? I just made this one joke. I've never had anything go that viral or angry towards me about this movie because this this was right when like Variety said it was great, Rolling Stone said it was great. Mm-hmm. People kept telling me I wasn't watching it right. They're like, "Well, it'd be really scary if your parents beat you as a kid." And I was like, that should not be a prerequisite to enjoy a movie. 
Yeah, and I did see other accounts of even on we because I was going to watch even the short film that this was based on, and I just didn't have time because even the short film was thirty minutes. Yeah, and the so, top comment on that is a commenter. He's like, "I had an alcoholic mom, and she would pass out, and pretty much my childhood was the TV glowing and sitting in the dark while this person was there but not there." And I, I understand the feeling. Like I get, but I. It's like a very niche audience. It's like you gotta have shitty parents, or you gotta. <laughs> and I very much like the, this movie for those. What what do you what do you call it? The liminal spaces. I'm a, I follow like a thing on Facebook. It's just liminal space. It's just open space, kind of creepy looking. The shots I do appreciate in this movie because, uh, you know, I think we've all if we're I'm almost the same age as you were in our thirties. Yeah. And you probably had a time when you were a kid and it was dark at home and maybe everybody's asleep or you're home alone and you got that console TV, the Zenith console TV glowing and that's the only glow in the house. Mm -hmm. And just past the glow over in the corner or in the hallway is something. Mm -hmm. Something is there. I think that's what this movie is, is the dread that never really comes. Yeah, so a little backstory on this because we'll we'll talk about about the trailer. A little backstory: the director is Kyle Edward Ball. He ran a YouTube channel for a long time called Bite Size Nightmares, mm-hmm. and he would take people's nightmares in the comments and then make short films out of them. And that's that's a cool idea. Like I think that yeah. is by itself cool. So he makes this short film called Heck, and it's basically a a, a prototype of Skinamarink. And I was like, okay. Because I think what what you said is uh, true. Skinamarink is a great seven to ten minute short film that is an hour and forty minutes long. Yeah, kind of. So when what I, was that Lights Out movie where they turned that little short into a whole movie? It was, was called it Lights, Lights Out. Out. Yeah. So yeah. And I didn't I didn't hate the I saw that in the drive in and don't see a movie called Lights Out in the <laughs> drive in. And I thought it was fine, but sometimes you can expand on a, a short concept, but. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, I was w- when you hear a short film, Brent. How long do you think it is? Like when you hear short film, how long do you think it should be? I mean, twenty minutes tops, mate. Short. Yeah. Short and even twenties long. Yeah, I'm usually thinking like seven to ten minutes. So when I heard mm-hmm. there, was, there was a short, I went to watch it. I pulled it up on YouTube. Twenty eight goddamn minutes. Yeah. I was like, this is, and it's the same thing. Only this one is red. Skinamarink is the bluest movie mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Heck is red, but it's the same thing. I and I kind of scrolled through it and kind of watched parts of it, and there and it's kind of creepy at times. But I've heard the story Tarrant telling is more tighter in the twenty-eight minute mm-hmm. version. But again, I don't want to sit and watch another twenty-eight minutes of this style of movie of the wall so, and the ceiling, the wall and, and the ceiling. And some of you right now may have no idea what we're talking about. I hope that you have some kind of, if you're a fan of the podcast, I hope that, that that you did watch this so that we can kind of tell you. But mostly, this movie, you don't see any characters' faces, really. You don't see it. It is just noises, weird angled shots of the wall that are blue. The idea is these two kids wake up in the middle of the night. They're trapped in their house. Their doors and windows disappear. And there's some sort of entity talking them through the house, telling them to like hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. And you'll just have a two-minute shot of 
a wall. And that's just, not an exaggeration. No, it's not. I'm not like a lot of times. I don't know if you know this. Comedians yeah. exaggerate, mm-hmm. but this is 100 percent true. That there's a two and a half minute shot of the wall and just hearing like vague whispers, and you're like, what the what the hell? And you're you're waiting, and you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And the first 10 to 15 minutes, you're like, okay, this is pretty scary. This is it's very terror inducing. And then you're like, all right, all right, when's it going to happen? This movie edges you but never gets you off. That's true. (laughs) I didn't finish this whole movie. (laughs) Especially when it's uh, involving two, like a four and a seven-year-old. No, I didn't didn't do anything with anything, everybody. Stop. Don't clip that. But but when – did you have any – so you were had some familiarity with it before you watched it, correct? No, not really. Okay. So what what were you expecting before you watched it? I didn't expect anything. I l- learned nothing about it. I only saw maybe the the shots you posted of this is the whole movie and it was the wall. Yeah. You know. Uh and it's got public domain footage, public domain mm-hmm. cartoons and songs and some of them I did know from my childhood is I'm a grizzly grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. Whatever that song I remember that. Um, and it's got the uh, the filter over the, to make it look like uh, what uh, 90s footage or, or was it 70s? I don't remember. It's like a film grain filter on it yeah. to make it look older. And the the pop the, and crack like a record or the film yeah, sound. The, the movie takes place allegedly in like 1995. Yeah. But, but it's like you can't really tell aside from like the old ass TV. I think the movie does lose something if they're watching like their Samsung smart TV. <laughs> yeah. And there's wood paneling, which my my house is wood paneling. You've been mm-hmm. in my house, and like that's that's not because we're poor, which we are, but that's a choice. We <laughs> we like the wood. I like when you like went to your grandparents' basement and it's a wood panel. I like that feel. You know, your your entire house is the rumpus room. It's a yeah. That's that's what we call it is the rumpus room. <laughs> so with no expectations for this, were you when you saw these shots of the wall and you're what? Did did you think it was going to get scary or what? Like, I'm fascinated with this idea of you not knowing anything going in. Yeah. And then being like, this is, what is, what is this? I knew there was a telephone at one point. (laughs) I think that may be the cover or whatever, but I didn't really know what to expect. And I was like, okay, it's like you just said, this is a cool vibe. I hope they expand on it. And I don't think they did. The, and yeah, I, and I I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think this movie is not for me. Okay, you're being very diplomatic. But mo- I, most things, sometimes something is shitty. But I think a lot of times when people think it's bad, it's just because they didn't like it. You know? Yeah, and I agree with that. I do think though, if you like this movie, you're fucking stupid. That, uh, that's a strong. <laughs> that's a strong comment. No, <laughs> Clip I'm, that. I'm Clip it. We'll get, we'll get clicks <laughs> off of it. Anybody who likes skin and rings a fucking turd. And a pedophile. <laughs> Just say that. That's what everybody says nowadays. Just say that. Did you know not everybody on Epstein's list likes skin and rings, but everybody on the but everybody likes skin and rings on the list. <laughs> I, I 
I can appreciate people who like the vibe of it. I guess. I like so the I will, vibe. I just don't need a hundred minutes of the vibe without the vibe is. I will say the vibe is cool, and we're using the word vibe a lot for two thirty year olds. Uh, <laughs> but th- there's whole TikTok accounts of. Uh, here's a Walmart in the nineties and it has a certain sound. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like old yes. footage or here's high mm-hmm. school, 1999. And mm-hmm. I watch that cause it's very nostalgic to me, but I, mm-hmm. I watch it in a minute clip. Yeah. I, with a movie it's, there's two, you know, Kaylee and Kevin, their dad's not around. The mom is kind of in the movie, but it's, mm-hmm. there's an entity's whispering, but it's, I need a little more explanation of what's going on for me, yeah. you know? And there's no real shots of faces in, in the movie except for uh, one part when they show the little girl and her mouth is gone. Uh, they show that, and then there's an entity's face at the end mm-hmm. that's kind of spooky and creepy. I will say there is one scene that I do think is genuinely scary. And if you just clip that and you make like a seven-minute short film out of that, um, the bedroom scene. I think the bedroom scene with is the actually, mom on the, sitting on the bed, right? Yes. Yeah. I think that scene is very scary. I think that it is well shot. I think it's well executed. The whole me and your father love you very much, Kevin. And you're like, ugh. And you keep waiting for something to like pop out under the bed. And then it just goes on. And you're like, okay, I'm really uneasy now. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, the scene ends, and it's back to corners of the room and the door, and you've got a whole subplot of the of the bathroom. The toilet disappears, and they got a pee and poop in buckets, which is gross, but also that's van something. life, baby. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's any van life YouTuber. They ain't got no squatty potty. They ain't got a go on a bucket. What's up, everybody? I'm gonna show you how to duke in three different parking lots. <laughs> I love that it's called duking. I'm gonna duke at a Walmart, a Home Depot, and a Lowe's, and we're gonna see who kicks us out first. All right. <laughs> Hey, are you taking a shit? <laughs> you, you you can't do that here. Listen, I'm doing it for the likes. This guy's being a real narc about my dukes. <laughs> oh, they, oh, I'm doing is taking a shit in public. <laughs> Sir. Man life. Listen, you know what? Walmart, no go. Home Depot's up next. Let's see if they let, let us duke in their lot. <laughs> and, and Target was a no go, but for different re- reasons. <laughs> Real backed up. Uh, the doors disappear. The windows disappear. Um, yeah, I, I, just, it's like you just said, where it's like, oh, this is a creepy scene. Anytime somebody's talking to you, but not even looking at you in the dark, mm-hmm. whispers. But that was it. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I need a little more. But then there's like comments of like, uh, this one on Reddit, throwaway. Uh, into girl, whatever she says. This movie is an endurance test. I started hyperventilating during the last ten minutes. D- uh, during and afterwards, I wanted to crawl out of my skin to escape the feelings this movie made me feel. Fantastic, terrifying. I hated it. I loved it. I'll never watch it again. Okay, those are very strong feelings by this red user. And I will say this: people who love this movie go hard in the paint for mm-hmm. it. They will take up arms 
and fight you, and they will try to they they will defend it with things. And I don't even know if the director at this point even knows how out of control it's gotten because people I. Once you release something to the world, they come up with all their fan theories. And then it, th- those theories sometimes become bigger than the thing itself. So at this point, I think if you're finding different meaning in it, the director's going to be like, yeah, definitely, that's definitely what it, yep, that, that is what it meant. I was definitely going for that. And he's, But really, in his mind, he's probably like, I was just shooting a toy phone. I didn't mean uh, to do, like, uh, yeah, I, and... The guy made choices. There's definite choices in this movie from the music. Uh, and I, I do like the constraints of what, what do you make this for $15,000 and made 2 million or whatever. Good for him. Yes. I love yeah. that on a budget, you get really creative. You got, you got to use public domain music and footage. And I like that, uh, part of movies. Cause I think it makes you, go beyond what you would if you had a big budget creative wise. I yeah. just think it's not the vibe for me. Yeah. And for me, what I kept walking away from this, I said, this feels like a bad film school final project. It's got a lot of ideas, mm-hmm. but it's like, he didn't know what to do with them. I think you can do this kind of movie, but you have to have a clearer narrative you have to have some sort of story keep it going other than these kids are wandering through the house. And the I think the bedroom is scary. I think when the entity tells him to put the knife in your eye, mm-hmm. I think that's very scary because I don't want to put a knife in my eye. Mm-hmm. When they call 911 and says they hurt themselves. I feel and sick. Then, yeah, I feel sick. And then the entity is just like messing with them and it's not actually him or the 911. Mm-hmm. I think that's very scary. But between but the, these are all scenes that that take maybe five to ten minutes total of this entire runtime, and I'm sorry, but just a prolonged shot of nothing and then a high pitched noise when you show a Barbie on the ceiling is just not it's not good filmmaking for me. I don't want to become like a pretentious filmmaker. I've, I've made a few shorts myself; they're not very good. They're fan film and stuff, but it's like. Just doing a jump scare like that is so cheap, and this it's an endurance test to get through this because nothing happens for long periods of time. I know it's – I you and I have both have had comedy sets where they're not going well. I haven't, check, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yeah. Uh, I know I've had them. And you're supposed to do a certain certain amount of time. You're supposed to do maybe a half hour, or you, you usually do like four hours of straight comedy. Yeah, I did that. I'm trying to break <laughs> the record, but you go until you get the light in the back of the room, and you're a pro, same as me. So, if Gavin, they said do thirty. You're going to do thirty, whether it sucks or it's great. Yeah, and you know those times when you're doing your thirty, and you look down, and you're like, surely I've got to be done. I've burned through all my material, and you look down, and it's been seven minutes. Yeah. And you're like, well, I guess we're to crowd work for 23 more minutes. And mm-hmm. that's how this movie felt was, okay, it's got to be almost over. And and it, it had been two minutes had passed. Well, what do you think of, there's the, the one scene where you hear the dad's voice and it said, Kevin fell and hit his head, but he's okay. And like one of the theories was that all this whole movie is like a, a dream or like a hallucination from hitting his head. I mean, that sounds fine. Yeah. I guess. I think people really want to find a lot more meaning with this mm-hmm. movie than I think is actually there. 
it, it, it's very much open to interpretation. Yeah. But that 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 is a more plausible one. That is a more plausible feel uh, thing that he hits his head, and he's just hallucinating or whatever. But I think people want to like this movie so badly that they will do anything to find a deeper meaning to justify mm-hmm. their liking it. And you can just like it. You can just like it for what it is without having to find all this deep meaning in it. And I, I th- going, going over that Reddit thing, because I was curious of what people thought. I saw a lot of, I loved it, I'll never watch it again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it was an endurance test. To, to just stay with it because it's so long and it, it's like what you said, a, a shot of a wall for two minutes. Mm-hmm. Does that make it, if it's hard to, because there was like a news story of this book club, it took them 20 years to read a book because the subject matter was so difficult to understand or whatever. Or mm-hmm. it was so like written uh, difficultly, which is not, a, I don't know the word, but it's like so hard to understand that you need to take it one page at a time. And at a certain point I'm thinking, is that even a good book? If it takes you that long to read one page and have to discuss it to even understand it, is it a good book? Yeah. That's what I meant with like, People keep listing all these qualifiers, like you have to have an alcoholic mother, and your dad has to have hit you, and mm-hmm. you have to have watched an old person get hit by a bus to fully appreciate Skinner Ring. Like, yeah. you should just be able to, if I watch Star Wars, I don't need to have fucking the most childhood trauma yeah. to enjoy Star Wars. You get the whole narrative. You know, you don't have to find deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because this movie is a film, <laughs> and Star Wars is a, is a movie. But I don't want to... You and I both Coheed and Cambria fans. We yeah. love the band Coheed and Cambria. And they can sometimes, other fans can sometimes be a little bit much. I don't like one of their albums, and somebody said, well, have you read the book that goes with it? I was like, no, I don't want to read a book to to enjoy the album. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm reading the, the Stephen King, the Dark Tower series, which there are seven books. I'm on at the end of book four. And some people will be like, well, in order to get this thing, you got to read these seven books. And I'm going to read them because I want to. But I'm like, I shouldn't have to read seven goddamn things to appreciate the other thing. <laughs> yeah, just give me a self-contained story without all the extra extra bullshit. And this podcast is... We, we talk sometimes about how difficult the podcast can be when the movie is harder to get through. Like... Santa's Sleigh, we did that our last episode, and that movie is kind of nothing. Thanks Killing is kind of nothing, but it has a story, but it's hard to talk for an hour about some of these. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, we are about... 30 minutes. I checked it. I checked it. A, I checked it. A, <laughs> and I was like, I want to give these people a good episode, but... I don't know what else we could do, my man. <laughs> like, let, let me pose the question. So do you subscribe to the thing that maybe the filmmaker, his intention was to have it be like abusive or alcoholic parents or parents that weren't present. Do you feel like if he had an angle and an intention for the movie that that was it? Uh, no, I think the idea of it being more of a of, of a nightmare of like waking up and not knowing where your parents are and that feeling of helplessness, mm-hmm. I subscribe to that more so than the alcoholism and the and the abusive parents mm-hmm. and stuff like that. 
I think that's more plausible for me and the one I subscribe to more than like having like a deep childhood trauma or something like that. I think the scariest part is of this is that the fear of the dark, the mm-hmm. fear of not being able to see what's in the dark and like your eyes not adjusting and just only seeing feet and shag carpet and not being able to make things out in, in, in the darkness. But if you can't see what's in the darkness, to scare people, you have to actually show or at least allude to the what's in the darkness at some point, mm-hmm. or else we or else we just get bored. And the stuff with like the toy phone making a ringing noise, and then you've got the the Barbie doll making a noise. Just the cheap jump scares employed through this are very cheap and. And are, but uh, in the movie's defense, were the only times I was engaged because it like woke me up, like oh something fucking happened finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, f- I felt like uh, uh, this movie. Somebody on Reddit said, and I, in hindsight, even before I read that, I was like, this movie would have been good with an iPad and headphones, and make make try to absorb yourself in this world, as opposed to having it on a screen with other things yeah. going on at the same time. I will say that. You know, if you, I think if you really like Blink 182 Stay Together for the Kids, you think this movie is terrifying because <laughs> your parents got divorced. Listen, you got to listen to that song. You got to listen to Papa Roach's Broken Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Everclear's Father of Mine. Yeah. Just make, just make a playlist about your parents breaking up I and want you will the love things it. Things that I had before, like a skin and rink poster <laughs> out my bedroom door. <laughs> Father of mine. <laughs> uh, uh, I do think it's uh, it's creepy that kids are whispering. That it's always creepy when the and the, when that they I have it in my stand up where you can't say your R's. That condition is called roticism. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of like uh, I'm a turkey, like, yeah. like when a little kid talks like that. And it's mm-hmm. it's like whenever you know those local uh, commercials where the, whoever's business it is they insist on having their kids and grandkids. In yes. the local commercials, and it's like, come on down, but Bob Woman East gave it Shirley Dodge, and you're like, I don't, I don't know what this kid just said, but they put him in the commercial. Where the viper sits high in the sky. We got deals for days. My grandpa's gone crazy. <laughs> I, I can't feel, find his keys. I feel like this movie is a feature length version of the little shorts from Sinister. Where you get mm-hmm. the lawnmower guy, the people hanging. That that's the vibe, but they only had like five and they lasted a minute tops. This is yeah. the whole movie. Yeah, those though that's a great way to put it. And it gave you an out. you you see a lawnmower being pushed. And then you see somebody on the ground getting hit by the lawnmower. Mm-hmm. And you can get like, oh shit, it has an ending. This would be if that was in Skinner Rink. They, they 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 would mow the whole goddamn lawn, <laughs> and then put the lawnmower up and go in the fucking house. Yeah, and you're like, well, what 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 did I just do? Um, you mentioned the whispering. My favorite part was when the kid when when the entity whispers, "Wait, do you see my dick? Hey, bitch. <laughs> hey, bitch, you want to come over here? I don't want to talk to." I think the entity is one of the two Ying Yang twins. (laughs) But which one? Which one? It's horror ASMR is what I wrote. It's like that. Remember that kid in that viral video when he's like, I like turtles. Yeah. It's like if he was in a horror movie. (laughs) Put the knife in my eye. I like turtles. I did write that this movie is a screen toucher. 
and then I touched my iPad a lot to see how much longer it had. <laughs> it's not good when when people are like, let me show you this YouTube video, and you're like, how much fucking longer is this thing going to last? <laughs> I have somebody who does that a lot. They're like, just watch this real fast. You're like, this is 20 goddamn minutes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you have 20 I- minutes to watch something that doesn't have an end? Do you have a 20? And I feel like there's a lot of pressure when somebody shows you. Like, TikTok's great for that. Be like, watch this TikTok. Here's the punchline. 30 mm-hmm. seconds tops. You're out. I hate that TikTok is pushing, like, longer content now. I don't want to watch for a minute. I want my 10 seconds mm-hmm. and on to the next day. There's a lot of pressure, though, when somebody's like, watch this YouTube video, and they're holding it the whole time. And you're like, am I reacting enough the way they want me to? Am I laughing at the parts I want to? Yeah. And uh, on the other side... There's nothing worse than showing somebody a YouTube video, and they don't react at all. Oh, and you're yeah. like, well, huh. I guess, uh, oh, it's, it's just uh, I'm fucking stupid. I guess. Okay, cool. I guess yeah. I'll just be over here. Cool, fantastic. Just, I love this. Yeah, I'll just be over here fucking myself. Because, uh... <laughs> um, what do you think about the ending with the with the face that's kind of revealed? Yeah, I mean, it it's a lot of build up for that, like. And I think that's scary, but for me, when I was not filled with dread or anything, it was one of those where I was like, I, I'm glad this is over, you know? Mm-hmm. But it, but it wasn't for dread reasons. It was just, woo, it's over, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, and I think uh, that's a scary scene, but to have that be the big reveal, mm-hmm. that you could have and- put that face in the movie and we had to find it. It would have been like... Easter eggs, like the face in The the Exorcist, where you just get it yeah. one quick. If you saw it, you saw it. That could have been more stuff in this movie. Yeah, or the scene in Hereditary where you see um, the where you see Tony Collette, who should have won an Oscar. Should have won an Oscar. Should have won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, that scene in the bedroom when she's like in the corner. If you and see your it, eyes... you see it. You know. Yeah, if you see it, you see it. If you see it, you don't. You don't. Uh, you could have had those little things or like Haunting of Hill House where they had like the ghost hidden throughout. Mm-hmm. But this is like, if you go back and watch Skin and Ring, it's like, well, this sure is blue. This sure is a blue shot of a door. Yeah, I and I, I, I know we're talking a lot of shit about this movie. So is, was there anything, Gavin, that you're like, I like this, I like that, you know? Um, I, I... Even though I hate this, I don't like it, and I will never watch it ever again. I think it is a... I appreciate their attempt at trying to make something different. Yeah, this, uh, without a doubt, this is different. Yes, but different doesn't always mean good. Yeah. And I think that this is... I think the throwback to, like, analog horror, I do think it is a little bit... I, I do think this movie, though... At its core, I do think it is very pretentious. I think I, I think it's very pretentious in the way that the director thinks that we will sit for a hundred minutes and watch his shots of nothing. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of up its own ass at times, where it's like, look at this other weird angled shot of a blue light pointing to a smoke detector. I think it's pretentious, and it seems like the kind of movie that a guy wearing a scarf and a fedora is going to fucking love forever. So a, Yeah, the kind of guy that's like, oh, I didn't like Back to the Future. And you know he yeah. just says that because everybody likes it. Yeah, the kind of guy who would go to a bar and read by himself. Yeah, just like the fourth book of the Dark Tower. <laughs> 
and just sit there and read like I'm doing right now. You fucking nerd. I say barkeep. Barkeep. Yeah. Barkeep. But I do I, I do think it's pretentious, but I do appreciate what they were going for. But I like movies that are experimental and do new things, but still have a story. For me, um, No One Will Save You on Hulu mm-hmm. is a movie that I thought was super experimental and weird, but it's great. It's, a, it's an alien invasion movie where there's only like five words of dialogue spoken in the whole thing. The whole thing is just told narratively with no words, mm-hmm. but it still has a story you can follow. And I think that is a big swing in an experimental filmmaking that really pays off. For for me, at least. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. And I'm sure people will love this, and I know people do love this because it's weird and they're into analog stuff or whatever. But you, Do you not watch the movie till you watch it on VHS? And see, that's the thing too. The, I that is a that that's a thing too. Like you make that as a joke, but they did a limited edition release of this on VHS, and I know there's somebody right now just beating their meat to the idea of watching this on a VCR on a Zenith TV in a in a in a wooden basement, and that person is you. I know it's you. Uh, yeah, I I just left the bar from reading and I'm <laughs> pounding off in this basement to this VHS copy. Uh, it, but like, yeah. I, I appreciate what they are going for, but this I I hate this movie, and I hate it because I wanted to like it. I wanted it to be like this thing that people built up on Instagram and TikTok and shit. I wanted it to be the scary fucking thing that was new and is going to take us into like a new era, but it's not for me. But I also I recognize that it's not for me, but I also just hate it. Mm-hmm. I I do I do hate it. I very much appreciate like as I mentioned the. Uh the bare bones of it was all shot in the same house. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like this guy did. I assuming didn't have a lot of resources and tools and the guy was still able to make a whole movie with essentially nothing with very few actors. I, I like all that aspect of the movie. I like the, as we've said, the vibe, the color, the choices, the dude made. I don't like all of them, but I like that he made the choices. I thought it was odd to have the camera upside down on the ceiling That kind of, where it's like, I don't know why he did this, but he did it. And it's at least maybe he shot the same hall three times, but now it's a little different upside down. I, yeah. I like the guy's creativity. I just don't like what he made uh, with it. And I don't think it's bad. I just think it's not for me. Yeah, and that's very, like I said, it's very diplomatic of you. And we all know that shots to the ceiling, the ceiling is made for dancing on. Mm-hmm. And if you're not dancing on it, what's the point? Well, and uh, we can all agree that the kid Kevin uh, was home alone and the yeah. entity was Joe Pesci. Where's your freaking fracking? I'm going to take this ice pick and shove it in your eye. <laughs> uh, so we, I did ask Patreon. Our patron subscribers, what they thought about it. Can I say the face at the end looks like a 3D ultrasound? That's what I wrote. (laughs) It looks like a 3D ultrasound or uh, Kato from Total Recall. That's true. The baby that comes out. The baby that comes out. Yes. It's just, yeah, I just. uh, At one point, though, I did feel like they were dragging it out because the blood after somebody gets stabbed, like. Drop drips on the floor and then loops for like two fucking minutes. Yeah, it's there like, and then not there and there and you're like you're dragging this out now on purpose. I see what you're doing. Are you trying to get more ads on YouTube? What are you? Uh, 
<laughs> did you have to fill a requirement? I do think uh, like TikTok and maybe I don't know if the, the much about the director, but I think TikTok went crazy for that. What was the other movie that social media went uh, went crazy for that somebody was missing? Right. Megan is missing. Megan yeah. is missing. I wonder yeah. what the if there's like uh, links between what pops on at least TikTok and the kinds of movies they are. Yeah, so what's weird about Megan is Missing is Megan is Missing came out in 2011 mm-hmm. and was just like a nothing movie that got discovered on TikTok and like Amazon Prime. And they're like, this is so fucking real. And I think that's another shit movie. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But Skin and how it got popular was it actually, and I, I do feel bad for the director about for, for this because he submitted this to a lot of film festivals. Mm-hmm. And with film festivals, you can submit digitally. Yeah. And one of those files leaked online. Okay. So that's how people saw it. Mostly on TikTok was they would like torrent it and watch it. So even mm-hmm. before, so he couldn't even like control how it got out. But I mean, would it have gotten out had they not done that? Like, it would Night of the Living Dead be as popular if it wasn't free to show to everybody? You know. Yeah, and I think that honestly, getting having it leaked was probably the best thing because then it got the, uh, the 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 TikTok word of mouth, and then it got picked up by Shutter. It had a theatrical release for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, for we're a little talking bit. about it. We're not we're that, we're talking not about that it. we li- uh, give uh, validity to anything, but it's mm-hmm. it, like it's it's enough in the zeitgeist for us to talk about it. You know? Yeah, I will say this: the the director, yeah, uh, looks exactly like you would think the director of this movie. Does he have a fedora? Like. And a, no, I don't want to roast this this fucking <laughs> idiot. No, I'm just joking. Yo, look at uh, this motherfucker over here. What did uh, Patreon uh, say, Gavin? Uh, Patreon, uh, you as you you would wait for me to click away, wouldn't you? You son of a bitch. Uh, uh, no. That's what I, I knew. Uh, our good friend, uh, one of our Patreon subscribers, call me Cheyenne. She said, uh, didn't bother watching it. Cool. Lol. Cool. <laughs> Uh, Marco said, saw about 30 minutes of it, hated it, read the Wikipedia, and didn't understand how whoever wrote the summary got that from the movie because nothing was explained on screen and nothing made sense. I had to go look at, look up the, because I was like, you know, I, as I said, I was on the phone a little bit and I was like, maybe I missed something. But I had to go look it up and be like, oh, yeah, that's about what I thought it was. You were watching TikToks of people saying how good the movie was. Yeah, that, that's just, I enjoyed that more. Yeah. Uh, Dion, our good friend from Australia, uh, said he liked it. It's not in any way rewatchable, but neither is Hellraiser or Terrifier. Uh, Suck my ass. (laughs) Uh, Those are both wonderful. Correct, Dion. (laughs) How dare you? Randy said read several rev- Randy said read several reviews of it that ranged from abysmal to horrendous to please don't make us watch this after this I never bothered to watch this. Mm. I love how the, all these people are weighing and saying they didn't watch it. Uh let's see uh uh Mikey 3D said people I respect panned it that's good enough for me. Thank you for taking my opinion so seriously. <laughs> I appreciate it. And uh Mike Van B said kind of what I said. Skin and Rink reminded me of a contrived year-end project by a pretentious classmate of mine back in film school. Um, and then Aaron said, I haven't watched it and probably won't bother, but I am very excited to hear Gavin's rant. So I hope <laughs> I I hope I hope ranted enough for you, Aaron. I hope I got all fired up. I will say but it's think- like a, it's a hundred-minute EVP. It, you know, <laughs> at ghost hunting is elect- electronic voice phenomenon. <laughs> where it's like they they film a ninety minute episode and they find the one whisper in the uh, recorder that's like I like turtles. <laughs> it's, it's, Wait, you see my yeah, dick. it was very much that, and there was also 
subtitles in the movie, which we all we have subtitles on at our house because I chew too loud and I can't hear. <laughs> but I'm I'm glad that I had the subtitles on because some of the shit I wouldn't even know what was said. I just know something's happened, but I yeah. wouldn't you know hear it. I did I did like that the director did hard code subtitles in for certain things. Mm-hmm. Seeing the words popped up did make it weirdly spooky. I guess. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Whatever. Um, uh, but yeah, there's just like, you to be like, what? Huh? Yeah. What? That kid whispered something. Yeah. Yeah. So most people on our Patreon said they either didn't watch it or one person said that they liked it. Um, and then talk shit about Terrifier and Hellraiser. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, overall, this was, I think this was a good discussion about it. I didn't want to just, it's not fun when two people just shit on something. So yeah. I think, yeah. I guess talking to you is level-headed. If you want to see me rant and be bitchy and like w- kind of kind of real shitty about it, uh, Gavin Loves Horror, my worst of the list of the year, you, you want you to be like real pissy about it. Mm-hmm. But this was nice to like calm me down and like have an actual conversation. So thank, thank you for making me grow as a person. Well, you know, I just don't want to produce a shit product. Which is <laughs> what you want to do. No. <laughs> When did when, when did we stop making that? Like when did that? Yeah, I don't stop? think we ever stopped. Uh, <laughs> is this movie scary, Gavin? Um, very small parts are yes. I would say yeah, very small parts. Um, which is what I have is small parts. Uh, <laughs> and then is this a party movie? Yeah, man. You just invite the girls over. You just go, man, let me put on this movie for you, and then let's just vibe. Wouldn't it be and- funny if you walked? Up to somebody, like, hey, just watch this video, and you held your, <laughs> you held your phone out for a hundred minutes <laughs> and made them watch Skidamarink. <laughs> if somebody did that to me, my anxiety would not allow me to leave. So I'm, I'm missing all my plans. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm not going anywhere. I'll be like, oh yeah, man, yeah. okay, cool. Hey, just watch this, just watch this TikTok real quick. Yeah, it's horizontal, not vertical. <laughs> is that a hundred minutes? No, man, I'm, I'm sure that's just wrong. I'm sure that's wrong. It's just part of the the movie. Is uh... a <laughs> oh, would what was your oh shit moment? Um, I I guess uh, I cut myself and I feel sick or whatever he says because mm-hmm. that that's unsettling. I don't like that because I don't like yeah. uh, the thought of a little kid being home alone. Uh, and hurting himself like that, especially a little kid. It's not like he's a teenager and was doing dumb shit. It's just a yeah. little baby child, you know? Yeah. My oh shit moment was when they duked in the bucket. Uh, at the target? <laughs> at the target for the for the gram. Yeah. Um, I guess the oh shit moment would be like the put your knife in the eye, I guess. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Uh, best, and, there, is, is there a kill in this? No, my, uh, my attention span, uh, yeah. <laughs> it killed that. Killed it. But no, I don't think anybody dies in this. Yeah, it's hard to tell anyway. Yeah, the, the, when they killed the toy phone, I was like, oh shit, that's a favorite character. Oh man, if you handed that to me, I gotta answer it. You gotta answer <laughs> it when a little kid hands it to you. When, when you answer that phone, it goes, I need you to watch this real quick. And you're like, God damn it again. God damn it, just watch it. <laughs> Um, is that all if our you, questions? If you like Skinamarink, what else would you like? The wall. <laughs> uh, if you ever paint your house, just watch it fucking dry. Blue. Yeah, blue. Uh, if you ever boil a pot, watch that water. I guess uh, Sinister. 
Uh, maybe some of the VHS movies because it's the same feel as far as grain and texture. Yeah, texture is a big thing for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, VHS would be good. Um, I've heard the Outwaters is similar. I have not seen the Outwaters. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, uh, I guess the the directors are friends. Okay, so okay. I'm sure I'm sure that's something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think honestly, yeah. Watch, watch, watch the wall. Cut some grass. Just and not not Pink Floyd's wall. I mean the literal wall. Just so just look at it. Put a blue LED light on it, and Mm -hmm. you are watching the sequel before anybody else. We should film it. Let's film Skinnerink Two. I made that. I I made on. I put on Twitter. I I was able to recreate Skinnerink by just filming my house with a blue light and putting a fucking filter on it. I made the fucking movie. That'd be funny if you used a black light and then you're like. It's just a whole bunch of stains everywhere. <laughs> Skeetamarink is that one. <laughs> Skeetamarink. <laughs> uh, what are we watching next week, Gavin? Next week, I am so excited for this because we are getting old and black and white. Mm-hmm. We are going to watch some Twilight Zone episodes, similar to how we did uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? We are going to watch two Twilight Zone episodes. These were the episodes that were recommended to us on Patreon by our Patreon subscribers. Again, subscribe to Patreon, patreon.com backslash they're coming to get you to suggest things for us. We sometimes post questions like, what should we watch? So we are going to watch two of the most popular episodes of the Twilight, excuse me, of the Twilight Zone. We're going to watch Time Enough at Last. Mm -hmm. Mr. Glasses reading his book. Mr. Glass is reading his books, and then we're also going to watch, is it... Nightmare, Nightmare. at 20,000 feet. Yeah, I kept calling it Terror at 30,000 feet, but it is Nightmare at 20,000 feet, which has, which has William Shatner mm-hmm. on it. So uh, give those a watch. That's a, I'll say it on the episode, but that's always a New Year's Day tradition. Okay, I nice. Watch, uh, the Twilight Zone. Oh, and then you and I, this Friday... Mm-hmm. We'll be in Brownsburg, Indiana for a stand-up show. That's right. The The ticket link is you can uh, go to any of my social media profiles. The ticket link is there. It's me and Gavin. We're doing a little yeah. show in, uh, in Brownsburg, the comedy mecca yeah, outside of Indianapolis. Be. Yeah, and then our uh, Kenley McClure is also is hosting. She is oh, a nice. comic out of Indianapolis. She's uh, super funny as well. So, yeah, come see us if you're in the area. Um, and we would greatly, greatly appreciate to meet you after the show. At least I will. Brent's kind mm-hmm. of a diva. But I would buy love something to from me. Buy something from Brent, and then he'll be your friend. That's true. I have bootlegs of Skidamarink. <laughs> Skidamarink. We're gonna watch that. That, that sounds like yeah. We caught him Skidamarink uh, uh, in, in the tool shed. He was skidaming his rink. There you go. Uh, I think that's it. We we out. We done. We somehow made a fifty-four minute podcast sound like an hour, or at least feel actually, like it. Actually, you know what? Let's do forty more minutes. Let's cool, go. Let's I, do that. Uh, we're going to podcast against the wall over here. Uh, they're coming to get you. Bye, bro. They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, 